This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Should you buy a house next year or wait? That's just one of the many questions SD readers are asking about what's in store for the property market in 2023. Given the uncertain global economic outlook and rising interest rate environment, what should buyers and sellers do? After two rounds of property cooling measures introduced in December 2021 and in September this year, one thing is clear. Transaction volumes in the public and private housing markets have fallen. Christine Sun, Senior Vice President for Research and Analytics at Orange Tea and Thai, is here to weigh in on the factors at play in the property market. Christine, let's focus first on the HDB resale flats and private homes. Now, you're forecasting prices to rise by 5 to 8% in 2023, down from 9 to 11% this year. Why is that? Mm. Um, if we look at the private market uh, first, uh, prices of private homes are forecast to climb at a slightly slower pace, mainly because of a big supply of homes that will be entering the market. So uh, next year, we're expecting about uh, 11,000 new homes uh, to be launched for sale and another more than 20,000 uh, resale homes to be completed. So this increase uh, in terms of housing supply may ease some of the price pressures that is uh, facing the market, especially in the suburban and city fringe areas. So, uh, however, we are not expecting a major price correction, mainly because of the strong employment that uh, we are facing uh, in Singapore. So many of the sellers, they have uh, quite strong uh, pricing power, so they may not see a need to drop prices excessively next year. So uh, as of now, uh, we are still expecting uh, prices to grow, but uh, in a very uh, measured pace, mainly because uh, housing affordability will still be a key concern for most buyers uh, because of the rising inflation, uh, rapidly changing uh, interest rate, and of course, cost of living is rising as well. So because of that, uh, we are expecting uh, prices of private homes to grow uh, at a slightly slower pace. For the HDB resale market, we are expecting the reversal where there'll be uh, much lesser uh, supply that'll be entering the market because uh, the number of flats that'll be reaching MOP uh, will dip by almost half. So uh, this year, we saw about 31,000 uh, HDB flats that have reached uh, their higher MOP. And for next year, we're expecting about uh, 15 over 1,000 uh, flats to reach MOP. So the slower supply uh, may be uh, entering the market. However, we are not expecting prices to uh, drop excessively. Uh, again, you know, many of the sellers, they, are, they have uh, full employment, they have income growth. Uh, so because of that, we do not expect uh, Singaporeans to uh, drop uh, prices too much uh, next year for the HDB resale market. But that said, again, you know, uh, we are not expecting prices to rise too much, uh, mainly because of uh, the many of the prices in many areas are already uh, reaching record highs. So we are already seeing some price resistance in the market. So next year, uh, we expect prices for HDB resale flats to also grow by about uh, 5 to 8%. Uh, Christine, I'm looking to buy a place for myself next year. What sort of housing options uh, should buyers like myself consider for next year? Well, uh, personally, I think that next year may be a good buying opportunity because uh, buyers can look forward to a bumper crop of more than 20,000 private homes that will be completed. So they will be, uh, there will be landed properties, uh, condominiums as, as well as uh, executive condominiums that will be completed next year. So this will be the highest number of uh, condos that will be reaching uh, TOP in seven years. And with half the completions uh, in the outside of central region or the suburban area, so this may ease some of the um, 
supply crunch that is facing the market right now and that has caused uh, prices to rise steeply in the mass market segment. So for next year, at least I think price uh, growth will slow down slightly and uh, buyers will have more options. For example, there'll be quite a few uh, mega projects that'll be completed, including uh, projects like Treasure at Tampanese and Florence Residences. For those people who are looking for homes in the city fringe, uh, they will also have about 6,600 uh, new homes to be completed uh, to look forward to. So uh, some of these projects that are still uh, selling in the market right now are revealed. Uh, so, uh, and for the luxury market, uh, there'll be another uh, 2,000 over units that'll be completed. So some of the projects will include like uh, Leden Green, Copper at Newton, House on Handy and so on. So these are new uh, properties that will be uh, completed soon. Uh, for, but for those people who are looking for brand new properties, uh, there will be about 11,000 new homes that will be launched for sale and there will be about 45 projects uh, to choose from. So uh, some of these are actually quite large. For example, um, some projects like the Continuum or Lentor Hill Residences and so on, there are about 500 units or more. And some other notable projects that they can look forward to will be like uh, the Botany at uh, Dairy Farm or there'll be some passes, uh, land passes at Lentor as well because we know that Lentor is an up-and-coming region. In the luxury uh, segment, there'll also be a few high-profile projects that'll be launching and some of them will be in District 1 and 2. So that will include the redevelopment of Aksa Towers, former Maxwell House and Marina View Whiteside. Let's talk about the rental market now. What is the outlook uh, for the rental market, Christina? Do you see prices stabilising in the next few months? Yes, I think with uh, supply coming into the market, especially for the private uh, risk, uh, residential market, uh, rents are projected to stabilise next year, uh, mainly because uh, rents already have very reason to record highs this year. And uh, some of the people uh, or some uh, tenants are already uh, feeling certain uh, resistance towards uh, further price or rents increase. So with that, uh, there'll be more supply coming in and there'll be more intense competition for tenants. So uh, this will help to rein in some of these uh, runaway rental prices that we've seen this year. So uh, however, I think uh, the these factors may still not be sufficient to cause rents to fall uh, too excessively, mainly because uh, landlords have the holding power and as well as uh, they are also facing uh, rising costs of living, um, there'll be higher property taxes and as well as uh, increase in terms of mortgage uh, payments as well. So the net effect may see rents uh, rising uh, maybe slightly slower at about 13 to 16% uh, because this year we are projecting rents to even increase up to 30% for the whole year. Uh, for the HDB uh, rental market, we are expecting uh, the demand to still be robust because there is the entry level of uh, leasing uh, units or, or, or people who are looking for affordable rents. So um, many of these uh, people, like for example, um, employment pass holders, uh, work pass holders, or even uh, expats, they are expected to come into Singapore. And right now with the reopening of mainland uh, China, uh, so we are also expecting uh, some of these people to come into Singapore to rent. So, uh, and that will benefit both the private and HDB market. So for the HDB market, uh, we are expecting rents to also uh, rise at a slightly slower pace of between uh, 15 to 18%. Uh, and uh, for both markets, we are also expecting uh, the leasing volume to dip slightly, uh, although more people will be renting, but because uh, the housing stock will continue to decline. 
uh, one of the reasons could be because uh, many of the tenants, instead of signing uh, short leases of about uh, one year, they are going for two years or three years to lock down uh, the rents. So because of that, uh, with time, uh, we are expecting the rental stock to start declining as well. So that will have some impact on the total leasing volume that we are going to see for both markets. Christine, thank you for your perspectives. Christine Sun, Senior Vice President for Research and Analytics at Orange Tea and Thai. Thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon to be notified of new videos. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.